And good afternoon, everyone. You are listening to Campus Beat here on CFRC 101.9 FM in Kingston. I'm your host, Dinah Jansen. And it's a real special treat today here on CFRC. Uh, we have current rector Cam Young in studio with us alongside Alexandra De Silva, rector-elect. Welcome to CFRC. Thank, thank you. And to Campus Beat. It's a real pleasure having you here. And thank you so much for giving us your time. Yeah, well, I, thank you very much for having us. It's a pleasure being here, yeah. Absolutely. I'm so excited. <laughs> and it really is an exciting time. Actually, uh, one of the reasons why I'd asked both of our rectors to come in today is to be able to talk about uh, the upcoming Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Awards Ceremony, which is taking place on April 7th. Correct. And uh, But they're also going to spend a little bit of time today talking to us about uh, the role uh, of the Office of the Rector at Queen's University and the things that the Rector does to uh, represent and work with all students, graduate, undergraduate, and professional at Queen's University. So, wow. <laughs> a lot of responsibility, too. Um, but first, maybe before we get into things, who are you? <laughs> Cam, (laughs) tell us the meaning of life. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if I'll be able to explain all of that, but I can tell you who I am. And as mentioned before, my name is Cam Young, the uh, current rector for uh, Queen's University for only a few more weeks (laughs) until Alex steps in. And uh, I'm graduating this year from a biology degree. Biology degree, so arts and science, 18. Yes. And Alex. Yeah, so I'm Alex, and as Cam said, in a few short weeks, I will be the 36th director of Queen's University. Um, I'm in concurrent education. I'm in my third year um, with a major in English and a minor in history. I'm in the intermediate senior department, um, so hopefully a teacher down the road, which is exciting. Wow, and now you're taking on a really big role. Yes, something very different than what my academics entail, which is nice because I get to learn things beyond what I would learn in the classroom. Mm -hmm. Well, we'll talk about some of the things hopefully you'll be picking up and taking with you in your role as rector through the program. Thank you so much again. Mm -hmm. So now we uh, we mentioned at the top of the program the Agnes Benedictson Tricolor Awards or the Tricolor Awards. What are these awards? Yeah, that's a really good question. So the Tricolor Award is the highest honor that can be bestowed upon a student during their time here at Queens. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's given for three major characteristics. The first is leadership, Mm -hmm. uh, the second is service, and as well as the third is character. Uh, And so the recipients this year, well, it's not uh, a specified number from year to year. It is based off of the selection committee, Mm -hmm. the selection committee being composed of several different uh, representatives from faculty societies, uh, both undergraduate and as well as graduate and professional. Mm -hmm. Uh, And they select the recipients. And this year we have six extremely incredible Queen students who received the uh, Tricolor Award this year. Oh, and we're really excited about the galas and yeah. celebrate their uh, their achievements. Right. Um, so, how were the students um, nominated yeah. for this particular award? And can any student be nominated? And is and are students doing the nominating? What yeah. happens there? Yep. Yeah. So it is a pure nominated award. So mm-hmm. uh, the primary and secondary nominators do have to be current students here at Queen's University. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that isn't to say that uh, nominate letters can be written by pretty much any member of the community or as well as people who've worked with the uh, uh, 
nominees. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the nominees also do have to be current students, so they can be undergraduate, uh, graduate, professional students. Um, and they're nominated based off of the work that they've done. Um, mm-hmm. And I really want to highlight that a lot of the times they're nominated for their service to Queen's University and changing it in a positive manner, whether it's in there's small interactions with other students, whether it's creating a brand new club that fills in a gap or creates solutions to issues that we're seeing. Mm-hmm. As long as they're giving back to Queens and the community, that's pretty rewarding to, to be able to recognize them. Okay. And now you mentioned it's six winners this year. Right. It's six inductees. Right. Rather. Right. Um, so can you tell us a little bit about it? I, I don't know if you have a list in front of you. It's a long list. Um, can you tell us about some of the inductees this year and the kinds of things that they've done to uh, earn their nominations, let alone um, the actual award? Absolutely. Well, I, I could definitely speak about them for days on end, but I'll try <laughs> but I'll try my best in the time that we have to keep it as short as possible. So uh, to go down uh, the list in, in no particular order, uh, the first that I usually uh, start off with is Asha Gordon. So mm-hmm. Asha Gordon was uh, nominated for her service, uh, both for her work on alumni side. So uh, uh, what she did with alumni was create a, uh, uh, a Queen's black chapter Mm -hmm. where it gives them the opportunity to still stay connected with Queen's University but it was also her work with Levon and Gender Advocacy uh, and as well as uh, helping to create the protest this year that was uh, against the potential of another party taking place. Her work has really helped to define diversity and inclusion work on campus for a lot of student leaders so uh, really really great there. Next is Adam Grotsky. Mm-hmm. I think we've all heard his name <laughs> at least a couple of times. And he's been in studio with us a couple of times. Right, <laughs> right. So he's he's certainly known around the block. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'd say that he is truly, any word that is used to describe Adam has always been a leader. Um, and it's not just because of the positions that he's held. You know, he's been president of the ASSES, president of uh, SGPS this year. Uh, but it's what he's done during his time uh, in those positions, whether it's been trying to advocate for students to have a better academic experience or to create a community, a sense of community for graduate students, you know, really seen through the advocacy work of space, Mm -hmm. the simple thing of space. He has always and consistently worked for students, and that's been pretty uh, commendable to see and really happy to see that he's receiving the award this year. And congratulations to him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Next up, Max Garcia. Well, Uh, he's been (laughs) He's been in studio more than a few times. Max Garcia has a special place in our heart for our listeners. He is the host of If North Were South on Monday afternoons here at CFRC, but he has other accomplishments. Absolutely. And so Max Garcia, you know, is an exceptional individual. You know, the list of accomplishments and work that he has done is unfathomable uh, you know and it's seen through what he's done you know he's been involved with residents he's been involved with the AMS he's been involved with CFRC uh, as well as alumni serving mm-hmm. as QSAA president this year mm-hmm. uh, and each and every single time that he steps into a role or that he takes on a responsibility he does it with compassion he does it with empathy and he does it with the focus of trying to leave it better than when he received it and Max 
always puts his 110% into absolutely everything. Uh, and it's great to see that he's being recognized for his work during this time here at Queen's. And CFRC is very happy to see that. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, then next up, uh, Emilio Fermetta. And what can I say about Emilio? Uh, you know, it's funny because uh, the number of students who I've actually had the chance of talking to about Emilio, uh, who've just come up and, you know, made com comments, have always said that he's probably one of the most genuine human beings they've ever met. Genuinely cares about students. Mm -hmm. and, and that's seen through the work that he's done, especially this year, uh, in creating the AMP program or the Autism Mentorship Program, where he's connected over 40 student athletes with several, uh, and I mean multiple students, uh, within uh, the Kingston, well, youth mm -hmm. within the Kingston community who fall on the autism spectrum disorder. Mm -hmm. And he's done this because he saw there was a gap uh, of services and he said that this was something that he believed that he could make a difference in and he took that upon himself and he's left a mark that will be able to be seen for years to come here at Queens and it's really a pleasure to to recognize him and not only that he was the captain of the the Gales so yeah. <laughs> the, the football team you know genuinely a great human being deep down. Fantastic. Yeah. And yeah. I think we have a couple more? Yes, a couple more. Wow. Uh, <laughs> what a roster this year. Next up, Aunt Hannah Chaudhry. Okay. Absolutely incredible. Uh, the, the you know when we when we talk about student involvement and student engagement, Hannah truly embodies that. She's been involved with numerous clubs and as well as conferences uh, here at Queens and always uh, and as well as she's been involved with um, the Principals uh, Implementation Committee on Racism, Diversity and Inclusion, yes. or Picardy for, for short. And it's funny because her role there didn't just stop there. She brought that diversity and inclusion lens to every single role that she's held at Queens, uh, whether it was the conferences, whether it was committees and groups that she got involved in, whether it was just her conversations that she's had with her peers, really focusing on that female empowerment mm -hmm. uh, and as well as trying to create a safer space for students on campus has been her priority since day one, and it's a real pleasure to, to see her be recognized for that. Okay, and now one more? Last but not least, and certainly not least, Alex Palmieri. What what can I say? She has been a mover and a shaker since day one, especially for the nursing society. You know, it, it, we don't see it very often that uh, that student leaders serve in a presidential position mm -hmm. for more than two years. Alex served as the NSS president for three years. Wow. And she made a lot of changes during her time there. Uh, what she did especially was that she was able to change many of the spaces for students and create it into a welcoming community. Mm -hmm. For example, the nursing uh, the, in, within the nursing building, there's now a place there where students can go to sit, relax, and, and as well wasn't as, like that before? No. Wow. And she fundraised it, fundraised personally for a personal library or a free access library where the textbooks can be placed uh, for students to use who might not be able to purchase textbooks because, really let's face it, expensive. they're pretty expensive. Yeah. And she really, really worked hard to make sure that there was a library within their, that their space. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so 
to say the least, these truly are some of the best of the best that we have at Queen's. Uh, and I'm really, really happy to have the opportunity, not just to work with many of these individuals, but to recognize them for their service. Because mm-hmm. I think what this shows is it's a clear definition of what it means to be a Queen student, of what it means to give back and make a difference in some small way. And not all of them have made big differences. It's been small work that they've been passionate about Mm -hmm. and they've put in 110 percent and i'm really just so honored to have the chance to uh recognize them and we'll be recognizing them soon on april the 7th at grant hall uh for the agnes benedictson tricolor awards uh ceremony or reception reception, rather um so We've talked a little, or quite a lot, actually, about the inductees and the things that they've done. Uh, what happens at the ceremony? And, and if people want to go to the ceremony to actually, can people just go? And students, can they get tickets for this? Right, right. So it, it is by invitation. However, if students are uh, ever interested in attending, mm-hmm. more than welcome to ha- have them there. They can always reach out to me at rector at queensu.ca. Okay. Uh, and uh, on top of that, what usually happens is that it's, again, an opportunity to recognize the students for their service. Yeah. Uh, and so uh, we usually allow for the nominators uh, to be invited. We we bring in family. We also bring in those who have been involved uh, in, in their work mm-hmm. throughout their time here at Queen's. Uh, and that's a really great opportunity to, to have them be recognized by their peers and by those who have had the chance to work and collaborate with them. And that's pretty fantastic. And then we also have a, a, a couple of special guests speaking there. Um, Tom Harris, Mm -hmm. uh, who is the uh, current uh, VP for Advancement, Mm -hmm. uh, will be speaking. Uh, We're really honored to have him there. Uh, We'll also have a few other guests. You know, Uh, we'll have the AMS executive Mm -hmm. who have sponsored this, the SGPS executive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Many of our sponsors have also been the provost, Mm -hmm. and as well as uh, Advancement, uh, Ryan Rodriguez will also be attending. And uh, we'll also have quite a few uh, past Tricolor recipients. I understand uh, Tuba Chishri. Right. Yeah. So Tuba will actually be speaking there, uh, which I'm very happy because actually Tuba is someone who I've always looked up to and has always been a mentor. So Mm -hmm. happy to have her there as well. And uh, yeah, it's going to be a great event. And luckily, we also have uh, uh, the the, uh, Chancellor of Queens, Jim Leach, uh, attending as well. And he's always a great guy. And uh, CFRC is also excited to be a part of this event. We'll be live broadcasting. Right. Uh, the Tricolor Awards that Saturday afternoon as well. So right. for those uh, folks who can't be at Grant Hall, uh, you can certainly tune into the station and uh, get to hear all the, the hoopla yeah. <laughs> that's in the hall that day. All right, so uh, we've got just a little over uh, 12 minutes left in the show, so we need to shift our focus a little bit from <laughs> the wonderfulness that is uh, the Tricolor Awards, or are the Tricolor Awards, now we need to talk about the office of the rector. Mm. And um, actually, maybe we'll shift it over to you. Absolutely. Uh, Alex, yeah. what is the office of the rector and uh, what roles do rectors play in representing all students at Queen's? Right. So especially during my campaign season, the way that I like to propose it, especially to students who are unfamiliar, was that the office serves to elevate the voices of all students on campus. So mm-hmm. not to push one person's specific agenda, but the first time I met with Cam to ask about pers- Pursuing the role, he told me that 
to know that you're really accomplishing what you're supposed to be in the position is to be able to feel the heartbeat of Queens and to bring that forward with you to everything that you go to. So that's what's kind of driven my direction and transition so far and in my campaign period. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think you can do that really well by kind of working at the intersection of administration, students, and alumni on and off campus. So by sitting at that middle point and having your finger kind of in all of those different pots, you can tell how to find that balance between representing the institution, representing individual students, and making sure no voices are kind of slipped through the cracks so that every person has somebody they can go to um, and feel like they're being properly heard and that their issues can make change. At least they can have that somebody to help them at the very beginning if they don't know where to go, they don't know where to start. Having an ally Mm -hmm. is a really big piece of what the rector does in spirit. Well, sounds great. So on a day-to-day level, then maybe this is a nice little learning moment (laughs) (laughs) as you're doing your transition as well. On the day-to-day level, how do you manage your responsibilities? It's, It's a big role being the rector at the university where you do have your fingers and all the pots, if you will. How do you manage your responsibilities with your office, but also manage not only your academics, because you're students, too, first and foremost, but also, you know, you have lives, you have friends, you have families. What do you do? That's a really good question. Uh, Have you slept? (laughs) You know, well... To, to, to be an advocate for mental health, it's always important to sleep. sleep how much everybody. you yeah, how much you get sometimes is is in question. Uh, but I think you know it, it's it's it, it's nice. It, it's really easy work when you're having fun, mm-hmm. and and whenever you're in this position, it's always easy to have fun because the people that you work with, the student leaders that you work with, the students who come into your office and just talk to you, whether it's good news or even if it's not so good news, that's still really nice, and, mm-hmm. and, and it's really engaging. And even the administration, when working with administration, you can really tell that they care about the students. They mm-hmm. really want to improve the student experience overall, and so I would say that Yes, it, it it can be challenging at times. It's not always sunshine and rainbows. Mm. But I'd say that the work itself is extremely rewarding, and uh, I wouldn't give it up for for anything. And I would say that it's uh, it's been a great two years. All right. And so now that you're Alex, now that you're moving yeah. into the next two years, how do you think you're going to be organizing your time between the different roles that you play, not only on campus but in your life? Right. I think on top of what Cam has already said, something that a close friend of mine, the incoming um, concurrent education students society president, actually likes to remind me sometimes is to. to Take a step back and say, I'm a student before I'm a student leader. Mm -hmm. And prioritizing yourself every once in a while to make sure that those other things don't fall behind and that you're Mm -hmm. taking care of yourself. And then, like Cam said, integrating your support system into your work and making sure that you do have allies and people that you can reach out to in your professional setting that are still making the work so positive and enjoyable and having those not mutually exclusive to one another, but the people that are supporting you and are there to make you laugh and make sure that you're taking care of yourself are there during the work day and those things don't happen without one another. You're taking care of yourself as you're doing that work and constantly reminding oneself that it's okay to take half an hour and schedule it into your calendar even if you have to to eat and then to take that time and schedule in that you're working on an assignment so that you don't feel obligated to say yes 
all the time to work and that you're saying yes to yourself sometimes. And that, yes, you are scheduling time for rest, but also I want to just uh, chill out and watch some TV exactly. for a while yep. or yep. go out to a restaurant with some friends and eat a proper meal, yeah. <laughs> those kinds of things. Okay. Now, uh, Alex, what kinds of initiatives are you looking forward to launching or perhaps uh, participating in while uh, you're in office for two years? Yeah. So one of the first things that we want to do is revive the mental health roundtable that was initiated at the beginning of this year and that's something that really plays into that idea of elevating student voices on campus Mm -hmm. and making sure that people who don't normally have a seat at the table per se have that opportunity to vocalize what they've recognized the work that they've done and have opportunities to collaborate with each other which is really important Mm -hmm. Um, because something I've noticed in my time so far at Queens is there's a lot of people doing incredible work but a lot of times that work is being done in silos and those students are cut off from other student leaders and together obviously we can make such large change Mm -hmm. um, and there's that strength and unity so that's one of the big pieces I want to do we're also really looking forward to um, creating more transparency in the office of the rector and that's going to come through a new website that we're working on it's also coming through just open communication lines with groups like the roundtable and making sure that um, students aren't just approaching the rector to find out information but the rector is pushing that that information out um, on their own and that students are aware of what's going on, what kind of change they can contribute to and what kind of issues they can come forward to work on, which is a really big piece. Um, And then just being a part of whatever changes are occurring on campus and being open to the fact that student life isn't rigid, it changes, new issues arise, um, issues are resolved. A lot of times work is going to be ongoing, so working on things like equity and inclusion, we know that that's not a six-month project, and mm-hmm. I look forward to working on that for the entire duration of my term mm-hmm. and not feeling like we've kind of reached the end, checked a box, and left that behind, but that's something that's always on the desk, and we're always working on that. Okay. Yeah. And now uh, now that we've talked about initiatives that you're looking towards, yeah. what are some of the initiatives and perhaps accomplishments and highlights uh, that you've experienced, Cam, in, uh, in the two years you have given service to the university as rector? Oh, geez. This is the question that I've been dreading the most. Cause, uh, <laughs> what did you, know? you do? <laughs> uh, well, you know... <laughs> I'm always hypercritical of, of the work that I do, but yeah. um, some of the things that I'm, I'm really, really proud of uh, have been working with student leaders, especially around the uh, upcoming Alfie Pierce Social Justice Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, that has been something that I've, you know, really, really wanted to see be accomplished and to see that the ball is moving and rolling on it and it's potentially going to open for next year. Okay, uh, what, is is, it, what is this for our listeners who may not know? Right, yeah, so uh, for those who might not know, the Alfie Pierce Social Justice Center was a proposal that was uh, put in the D.A.R.E. report um, quite a few years back but has been brought forward again by quite a few student leaders who I worked with on a panel to administration uh, last January, not this January, but one the one uh, last year and it was a really great opportunity to put on the focus that there needs to be a space for racialized and minority students on campus where they can go to find a sense of community, to find resources that are accessible to them and as well as applicable to them, Mm -hmm. and to also have an opportunity to sit and chat with other faculty, with other students, create thought, have the opportunity to really critically think about social issues and how they can create a better space for other marginalized and racialized students on campus and that's our really big hope moving forward with it and mm-hmm. you know I've been working very closely with Terry Schur on that as well uh, and it's been it's been really wonderful um, the other thing as well is 
uh, starting up the uh, Student Health and Wellness Roundtable that is going to be continued on by Alex DeSilver, the incoming rector. That has been something, though, um, I haven't had the chance to really focus on building and enhancing this year. At least we are able to get the conversation started about it. Students have uh, started to buy into it, and hopefully it will really shape the culture that we have on campus, especially around health and wellness. Uh, and that also plays into many of our issues around sexual violence and as well as alcohol mm-hmm. uh, and drug abuse, yeah. um, or drug misuse, sorry. And so uh, I would also be happy with the work that uh, I've done uh, with the bystander team this year um, in order to educate students around the issues of consent, uh, sexual violence, sexual assault. Um, You know, and I really want to give a big shout out to Aaliyah Karen and the the rest of the bystander team because they are student leaders who have been shakers and movers since day one, and they have done an incredible work of really trying to change the culture that we have on campus. Um, and you know, with with the alcohol group stuff, uh, has been a bit of a challenge this year. Mm. Uh, I, I think anytime you try and look at changing the culture, uh, it is. You know, conversations need to continue to happen. Uh, Work needs to continue to take place that really focuses on harm reduction, education and awareness. But, uh, you know, I I think we've we've taken good steps and we've really revitalized that. So we'll see where it goes. Lots to be proud of indeed. Thank you. All right. So we have a couple of minutes left. Uh, Alex, what do you hope to learn more about while you're in your new role? That's a great question. And I've been going into a lot of transition meetings telling people that right now everything is a question and I don't know what I don't know. So everything is a learning opportunity. Um, I think really like learning at every opportunity, anytime somebody is willing to mentor me or give me a little bit of a little tidbit of what they've learned in whatever role they fulfill is going to be an incredible opportunity mm-hmm. um, and people are so willing to share because they want the people that we collaborate with and that the office collaborates with aren't in it for any kind of recognition more often than not it's thankless work which is why um, something like the tricolor award is so important um, but the thanks comes in the opportunity to share experiences and share information to move our university and our community as a whole forward so just learning about different strategies people have recognized for bringing our community closer together and closing gaps and really advocating for the voiceless, Mm -hmm. I think is the piece that I'm most passionate about going in. And I'm sure I'm going to learn so many other unexpected things along the way. So that's really, really exciting. All right. And now, Mr. Young, can you tell us uh, one of the uh, most important things that you've learned in your role that maybe you'll be able to carry forward as you move into your career or Mm. something that you really just uh, that you experienced and loved and uh, you'll take away from Queens? Uh, Well, two things come to mind. Uh, The first thing that I think uh, I learned the most uh, has truly been uh, the power of listening Mm. uh, and the power of providing uh, a platform for others to speak. Um, Because the thing is, is that too often we're way too worried about our own voice and as well as what we have to say, when really sometimes the best thing that you can do, whether it's supporting a friend, whether it's listening to others who might not share a similar opinion to yourself is listen, learn, and then you, if you want to, you can either challenge or continue to support. And that's something that I really hope that others, the listeners, will really learn from me. But I, I really hope that I will continue that moving forward. Uh, and the second thing is 
I would have to say Queens has some of the best students in the world. Uh, really, truly, honestly, we are we are a population of students who are exceptional leaders. We don't see this kind of student engagement and this balance of student life focused on changing the university itself at really any other institution as much as Queens. Okay. And that's pretty special. That is exceptional, actually. And I think that's our greatest strength. And I really hope that that is continued to be seen by students. And I really hope that students continue to get engaged, get involved, and want to be leaders here in order to leave Queens maybe a little bit better than when they came in. However that better might may seem. But gotcha. I think that that's something that I've learned. All right. So with thank you so much. We have about 30 seconds left. Uh, so, uh, when is the Agnes Etherington or Agnes Benedictson <laughs> Tricolor Award? Not the, not the art gallery. When is the award ceremony? Uh, so the uh, award ceremony is ceremony is going to be Saturday, April seventh, from five to six thirty. Yep, and tune in to CFRC right here. We'll be live broadcasting. And how do we get a hold of the rector if we ever want to f- contact you? Absolutely. So the office is an open door policy, and office hours will be posted um, when I take office May first, and then just sending. Email at rector at queensu.ca, reaching out over Facebook, any capacity. If you see me, stop me on the street, anything like that. All right. Well, thank you both very much for giving us your valuable time today. It was a real pleasure having you in the studio. It's an honor to be here. It's a real honor having (laughs) you. All right. So we're going to turn the airwaves over now to Blind Date with Knowledge. Thanks for tuning in to Campus Beat, and we'll see you next week. This show is produced in collaboration with CFRC at Queen's University, Kingston, Ontario, with infrastructure support from Queen's Faculty of Engineering and Applied Science. CFRC is located on traditional Anishinaabe and Haudenosaunee territory. Find more great podcasts at podcasts.cfrc.ca.